Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and I am with our regularly scheduled uh, host, Mr. Rufus T. Peabody. What's going on, Rich? <laughs> you know, um, back in the building, um, you know, I'm, 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 you know, back from the south of France, you know, like Jay-Z, um, you know, was wearing flip-flops, you know, and all that. No, I'm just kidding. Um was over, um, you know, moving and trying to get settled in and all that. And, uh, you know, kind of took a week off. I missed last week. I would have loved to have been on last week because there was like just so much shit that happened. Too much uh, shit happened. Too much. But shit. I, I'm moving forward with my life. So I don't, I don't have time <laughs> to uh, dwell on, on all that shit. So here we are talking, uh, I guess, about we, we got AW full gear uh, to review today. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, happy to happy to be here. Glad to always um, talk to everybody that's listening here. Okay, so where do you want to start? Okay, so we have. Do we just want to just do a review of uh, of I almost called it uh, all in? But do you want to do a review <laughs> full gear? Yeah, let's 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 start there. Okay, so uh, I guess you take match by match. You want to start at the top? Yeah, we start at the top. Let's, okay. let's go right at the top. Okay, so Moxley versus Kenny Omega, which I've seen has had a, been divisive online, which is weird because I don't really recall this from hardcore matches in the past. Maybe I'm just forgetting, but uh, there are a lot of people that were turned off this match, or a lot of people that loved this match, and I, you know, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. But uh, what were your thoughts on it? I loved it. Um, okay. I think it's John Moxley's second best match that he's had outside of WWE. Um, was behind the Tomohiro Ishii match, and this one brought the wrestling safety police out. And I'm someone that doesn't really care what these dudes do, 
you know, they know the risk they signing up for. Um, they know, you know, they like I trust them to be professionals to like figure that stuff out. And both of these guys have lots of experience doing this stuff. So I don't really have an issue with that. Um, I thought it was like I was totally immersed in the match. It was two guys trying to just they, they've hated each other for months and we've been waiting on the match for, for months. And I think they delivered you know, 100 percent. Um, and there was a lot of stuff like take from it to where, you know, we can see flashes within them that if they were just doing a singles match, it would be right. awesome, too. Right. Um, I don't think this was a crutch, you know, because sometimes, you know, you get the weapons matches and it's a crutch for people that can't, you know, go otherwise. This is something that, you know, looks like it was just important to John Moxley and, you know, I've you know said this to you off the air, but there, if there's one thing I ever have learned about Kenny Omega is that he's about that life. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do, he's there. So, uh, yeah, another uh, loss for Kenny uh, kind of sucks there uh, for the Omega fans like myself. But, um, yeah, I don't know how you call this anything but great. So, I, you know, it's confusing for me. Y- yeah, so... Okay, so a lot of things. So I'm just gonna start. I don't even know where to start, but for me, I thought the match was was great. Um, so I would give it at, at the least four stars. Uh, anything above, if you anywhere between four and five is good with me. I really don't have a preference after that. I thought it was a great match. I thought that they did things in a match which um, I don't want to say sickened, but. Um, made me made me literally turn away from the screen at times. Like when he when they do the, do you remember when he uh, when um, during a Jericho talk his Jericho interview where he talked about how he kind of Moxie sort of gets some inspiration from Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Mm-hmm. You ever ever seen Die Hard? Because he's older. I have never seen Die okay, Hard. It's one of the no. most inf- influential action movies of all time. It, and it's kind of. Yeah, the, that's only, kind of, the only thing I know about Die Hard is like that's a mid nineteen nineties punchline that got ran into the ground. You gonna right. die hard like Bruce Willis, right? You right, know, right. different stuff like that. Yeah, well, like this movie is what shot him into a list actor box office draw territory, Bruce Willis. But there's a scene where he walks through glass, and <laughs> when he, they do the sugar glass spot, and some some of it's real glass, and he literally. Is in the was a sharpshooter. He had him in the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter, and, and he across. crawls across. And I, I, that's when I got up and walked away because I was like, I, I can't, I can't sit here and watch this. I'm, it's too nauseating to me. Um, and then after the second to go around when they go do more spots, I'm like, oh, that some of that sugar glass, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but I thought the match was great, I, and some of it made me even me, me turn away, but. I will say, you think about, go over your head what you remember of that match and the things that happened in that match. None of that match, n- nothing in that match was anything other than, like, cosmetic wounds or, you know, right. l- maybe maybe if they, you know, some certain things went worse than, um, than it sh- if anything, everything went according to plan, all that stuff is really just cosmetic wounds. And nothing really went outside of plan. Like, of course, they're going to cut themselves cut up. Um, of course, they're going to get themselves bruised up. But... This was not as dangerous as, for say, the 
the Ibushi in Naito shit that we got earlier this year, right? <laughs> as far no, it, nothing was well, okay. I, I'm going I to never watch. I, I never got a feeling for one second that either of these dudes weren't going to be okay. Like, <laughs> well, well that's 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 where I'm getting at. So a lot of the stuff, and that's the point of this match was to gross you out or or, or freak you out of saying, "Oh my God, they they went to this level. Look at the amount of pain this person in because they're doing you know." Uh, thumbtack, glass stuff, barbed wire stuff, right? And that's the point of hardcore matching uh, to an extent, right? And there were wrestling elements in them where it tied together where there was an actual wrestling match. Um, but I, really, I'm getting at right. People that are the in the you know fr- freaked out by the match or the safety police, as you called them, like I found this to be a lot more uh, palatable than what Naito and and Ibushi were doing this year. Um, now that's a really low fucking bar, but um, <laughs> so for me, I was like, it freaked me out. But like, it didn't freak me out any more than the first time I saw, say, um, Orton in Foley in two thousand four. That's funny. I was thinking about that match too. Right? Like, I remember that was like the first hardcore match I had saw in a decade in wrestling. Remember, I, I so like watching it on a Randy Orton DVD was like, whoa, what the fuck? So, um. So for me, and it's not I, like they were hitting each other in the head with chairs and shit. Like yeah, I mean, they did head <laughs> headshot spots, but this with the cookie or not, sorry, the, the can lid, the trash, trash can, can lid, lid, right? Like that's, that, no one's you know, that's not the same thing as a steel chair. Um, trust me, we've seen people get hit with a fake steel chair in this company before, and it, and it went a lot worse than what happened to Omega. Now, um, and I'm sure some people were freaked out by the uh, the DDT spot. On the on the fake glass because some of that was real glass, yeah. but like that's not going to cause you concussion. For, concussion, that's going to cut up cut your head, you up. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially because you know uh, who got the DDT was it Moxley or was it? I think Moxley took the DDT on glass, right? Yeah, I think he took the DDT. Yeah, like he shouldn't be doing it just because like there ain't too there ain't too much more follicles for him to be afford to lose, but whatever that that's his decision. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a really good match and I thought it capped off a really good show. Um, I think some people like the show more than me, but uh, I thought I was thoroughly entertained throughout the show, and that was as says something considering like I felt dog tired before even starting the show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I was tired too. Uh, yeah. You know, I had got up really early uh, Saturday because I freaking you know I, I finished moving the rest of the stuff yesterday morning, and then today I went back and broke down the entertainment center and like fucked it up, destroyed it. Like it was great. Like <laughs> so. Um, Cool. It's some at the end of the match, of course, Kenny like ate shit doing the Phoenix Splash. I immediately yeah. knew he was going for the Phoenix Splash at the end, and you know they literally brought up the Golden Star on commentary. So I don't know what's going on, but you know they, you know Kenny's got some going on with New Japan right now. But it seems like there's still he's still telling this story or whatever. So um, keep a lookout on that. Yeah, I'm I'm just concerned that we're getting to a point where. With the with the Ibushi teasing that he's gonna run this in, um, with the Ibushi teasing that he's just gonna like it's not gonna happen, like and there this is not the second thing that is being teased in pro wrestling. I'm just like, are we sure this is gonna happen? Like between the Ibushi thing and also the Shibata thing is like, hey man, if if y'all want to be this hand to hand, go ahead. But if they if this don't come through. I'm, I'm gonna clobber you because I really want. I really would like to see uh, Kota Ibushi in AEW, and I really would like to find out that like Shibata is healthy enough to wrestle again. I would love mm-hmm. that. 
Um, so so yeah, that's kind of that's that's kind of I am on on that match. I thought it was a great match. I um I I thought it turned me away at points. I I kind of get where people are coming from that that fe- that felt like it went too far, but. I kind of feel like if you think about what really happened in that match, it wasn't as it was more grotesque than it was dangerous. Yeah, like I, I, I think that you know these two had a uh, reputation to live up to. Uh, you know, Mox has already done great death matches uh, yeah. outside of WWE, and then you know Seth Rollins, uh, you know, got sent a message. I feel like from uh, Kenny Omega. I'm gonna show you how to do a blood feud with uh, John Moxley. This is how it's done, sir, Mister Lockup. Like so. maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Seth Rollins should look in the mirror and to see his old self, and so, so his old self could tell him how to have a blood feud with John Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, er, Dean Ambrose. Um, another yeah. thing that that's issue me is like now I'm think I'm not not I wasn't thinking about it then, but now I'm thinking about it. Like you compare this. Kenny lights out match to the one that was on Dark with Janela. The Janela match was so much more dangerous for Kenny. D- Kenny could have fucking killed himself like three different times in that match compared to uh, I didn't even this think match. about it like that. I felt like this one was at a way higher level. No, no, no. I'm not talking one. about. The, I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the quality of the match. I'm talking yeah. about Kenny could have really fucked himself up on a Dark House match <laughs> compared, especially compared to this match, which is like you know there's gonna be some you know flesh wounds you're gonna get some stitches that sort of thing so it's like i wonder if people even recognize that part like the you you know people talk about the real racist the real racism the real danger was on dark (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i'm getting kind of kind of worried about kenny taking all these losses uh you need to turn around sir oh okay let's let's well, do you want to talk about then the uh, the title match, and then we'll t- get it to the future of like what's next, or do you want sure. to talk about what's next at the end of the show? Sure, we can we can we can we can uh, dump the title match into this because I I'm sure I've got something to say that's gonna uh, upset, that's gonna shake the table a little bit here. Yeah, like okay, so how long did the match go? Thirty something minutes. Uh, this uh, the John Moxley Kenny Omega match went 38 minutes. Okay. The Cody and Jericho went 29 minutes. Okay, 29. So if you were one of those sick people that were terrified and trying to get those and really thought they were going 60 minutes, line up single file and come get your Anoki slap and your L at the same time. Like well, like they were is, never going 60 minutes. Is there room for the people that think like I don't want the 60 minute judge dip because that means that eventually sometime down the line they may actually go 60 minutes. I never want a 60 minute match. Can I be the line? Can I be on that one cuz I just don't want a 60 minute match. A 60 minute match. I'm good on that. Yeah. I like, mean, I didn't think this one was going 60, but like I don't want a fucking I don't want when Osprey comes here. I don't want Osprey versus um Omega to go 60 minutes. I'm good on that. Like, tell your match in 35 minutes or 40 minutes at the most and get the fuck on. I think it's a little different, but, you know. Um, That's another thing. When are we going to get, you know, we, we get variety on these shows, but, like, one thing that I've kind of been disappointed with AEW so far is, like, we haven't gotten the, for lack of a better word, like, the big New Japan match. Like, we've gotten, you know, flips and trios matches and, um, hell, I feel like at points. Um, I see Yashima did a lot of that. Uh, 
I guess maybe not to the sure, but not, maybe not to the level that I was expecting, right? Like that was like a four and a quarter, four and a half star match. Um, and I'm not saying like I I just feel like. And I, I, maybe this is because I really wanted the Moxley versus Omega singles match, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted this flat-out slobber knocker in the ring and people throwing V-triggers and clotheslines and and gigantic, you know, close-fist punches and, and all that kind of shit. And they said I got this, and it was great, but, like, that's not exactly what I was looking for. But uh, I feel like, you know, the Riho match is kind of giving me the that sense of desperation and, and like, the... And, like, the stakes involved compared to what we've, you know, compared to, like, the men's side on the single side. But, like, this belt or championship versus never ever again type thing that we got, like, I felt like that was a stipulation I was putting in place to kind of get you to those stakes. And then Cody and Jericho then proceeded to wrestle a WWE main event pay-per-view match. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just thought that they, I felt like they were wrestling to get to get to a certain amount of time than to try to do things in a match to make you think they could actually win th- all throughout the match. And there were twists and turns amongst it. Am I, am I, do, am I, am I, I just felt like there was like not as much being, urgency. I think you're being even friendlier than mm. I'll be because okay, you think it's ahead. a WWE main event. I think this was some in another NWA cosplay yeah. main event. Yeah. And I'm fucking tired of them. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm done. Like it, it's just like long periods of nothing happening, doing the fucking hammerlock over and over and over. The the of course the blood spot. Like I and feel they like did, they went to the blood spot to me too early. You've seen them all. Yes, and they did it way too early. Like He's he's bled at double or nothing. He got his head bust open at Fighter Fest. Um, did he bleed at all out too? Uh, I don't know. So. Okay, he didn't do the blood at all out. He just had all the old dudes running in in the middle of the match. Right, right, right. Because that uh, was the that was Sean Spears match, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And now this there, it's like so. Which NWA uh, cosplay costume you gonna try on today? And I don't. It, I was watching it. I was like, there's just so much of like nothing happening. And then the crowd would just start firing up. Like when like punches would be thrown. So right. I don't know. Like I'm not <laughs> going to apologize for not ma- like a boring match. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Okay. So I think the match was, I think they, they literally, you're right. It was very much built around baby face heel dynamics. And I don't think that they were trying to, and, I think that's what they were really focusing on. And like, that's not what I'm looking for out of my wrestling right now, or especially like in this promotion, especially when like everything else, like for me, it's like, I understand the variety, the variety and Cody brings that with doing his NWA ass matches. Right. But you can't give me, um, a thousand flips at a breakneck breakneck pace. And then like in the main event, or not the main event, but like the second from the top, semi-main event for thirty minutes, you're just gonna like go, you know, psychology, eighty psychology on me. I feel like I feel like they messed up the match order if that's what they were so, doing. And so I'm just our, out. So I, I remember was done. before 
Huh? Like I remember before one time, like you were like like something. It was some type of joke you were making. Like uh, you like I wanted Cody to win the title so he could lose to Kenny or something. When I responded, I was like, "No, I never want Kenny to actually ever wrestle Cody again because I don't need him caught up in that shit." Like this is why it's like, yo, I'm not a fan of this style. Like it's just like I don't like. I think Jericho like has he's capable of more than this. And it's just like, uh, it. I thought it was an, a three and a quarter match, and I'm just like, uh, I I just don't get it. And I, it, I give it three and a half, but it's over thirty minutes, so the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Yeah, like, it, and there there was so much <clears throat> stalling and just nothing happening. Yeah. And yeah, like the thing for me was they they had their match, and then like. The crowd, whenever Cody got, you know, was fighting from underneath, like, the crowd got hot for it and because they're really in on the Cody thing. And that's cool. That's great. Um, but for me, while we're just watching the match and just the, the ebbs and flows of it and, you know, like, seeing it get toward, like, seeing it go down to the wire or towards the end, and I felt like, Cody, I felt like they threw in the towel. To, I felt like they either should have cut the match to where they can either optimize their time to, to get to the story they're ultimately trying to tell at the end of the match, or they need to go, or then you had to go longer at the very end of it. The very end, like I felt like they got way too. They went too long between sections one and three of the match, and then the closing stretch ended way too short. So it kind of mm-hmm. left me like, well, what the fuck? Then why did I just sit here for thirty minutes for this? Mm-hmm. Um. And I and I I know my my voice and my tones. If like I I hate this match, I don't hate it. I thought it was good, but just good. And you know, like, I, I see it's getting wrapped in the storytelling blanket and all this shit. They can miss me with that. Like I'm I'm I'd like a different story, please. Like, like I, I, <laughs> how like, about that? I I think that yes, I get the story. The problem is like. And maybe they'll explain this later, but I just felt like Cody, if he, I felt like Cody didn't get enough work let or done or uh, enough damage to his legs or, or whatever else for him just to get to a situation where he's dead to rights and MJF has to throw in the towel. Or maybe that's the story that like there was still more to go, but Cody damn sure wasn't inching towards that that rope when he threw in that towel. So to me. What even if they go with the route of MJF screwed that dude. Mm-hmm. And Cody didn't even realize it until he kicked him in the nuts. Why are you still just sitting in the middle of the mat looking like, woe is me, like you're fucked here? Like you're dead. Like, right, like, <laughs> like he was in the lion tamer. Like, like he it, wasn't even in the walls of Jericho. And then another part that messed it up for me was like, okay, so you're you're going maybe, maybe just maybe he was going for his Austin moment, right? Where he's in Alexa, he's in Alexa mission and he reaches up and he's supposed to be shooting blood. Well, you bladed so damn early that you're out of blood. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like you know, the execution you know, all, like the Cody only steals from the from nineteen ninety two and earlier WCW. Oh, he he doesn't steal from the WWF yet. <laughs> I mean well maybe I remember they had Hebner out there down for that uh that sharpshooter in that uh Spears match. So maybe yeah, just maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I, I, this, this, so you know now I think we all said our piece unless you have more to say about the Cody stuff. Um I mean, you want to talk about this turn because I think they're making a mistake. I think they're doing this way too early. They could have put way more equity into this. Yeah. Um, this is something that 
I feel like if you watch everything like me, you're ready for. But I don't think like you know someone if you're not watching like everything that's seen MJF and Cody or whatever because this has been going on forever. Like if you haven't seen it, it's like you know these guys haven't even had a tag team match together yet. Right. Like like on dynamite or something like that they could have won the tag team titles they could have done they could have literally done held this to all out too i feel like and, and that would have been like perfect but maybe they just have a different idea of what they want to do they're like fuck it we're gonna break the glass now and you know they use mjf on that first show and he didn't wrestle again um on, on this cycle so maybe this is like all right it's your time you're up and running but yeah, yeah maybe but I think they're doing it way too early, but I would have done it later, but that's just me. Yeah, so the thing for me is that I'm just, um, I'm trying to figure out now that, now that I mentioned, you know, earlier about what do you think is going to happen in the future now. Um, with the <clears> MJF <throat> and Cody thing, like, okay, you got yourself a program, but... So you put that, just put that on in pencil for the next pay per view that they do, you know, probably in January, or February. But just put that in there, right? Just say, just put that in place. Cody versus MJF. Okay, so they have what, like ten months to, or more than ten months, uh, or roughly gonna... ten, r- roughly ten months to get to that. So that's fine. Just put twelve months, whatever. Put that over there for now. All right. So we gotta get a. a a contender for Jericho. It looks like it's probably either going to be Moxley or Pack. Um, so you have that. I don't know what we're doing with Kenny Omega. I think now this is just from watching everything else. I think we're headed towards Heyman versus Kenny. And what's been going on is like there's like he's going to end up like there's there's like a thing in place. Heyman's going to turn heel on Kenny. He's gonna turn on Kenny and be like I'm replacing you as the best bout machine or something like that. Don't even uh, have to start having best bouts for that to happen. <laughs> Correct. So he had a dream on uh, the BTE story. Oh, uh, they God, dropped that on okay. on um on the Halloween episode. It's one of the best uh, BTE episodes they ever did. Great. Uh, and the deal was, you know, Hangman and Kenny were at odds. So usually, like whenever they put stuff on there. It's not going out for no reason. So I don't know if they're going to get to that right away, but I wouldn't be shocked if we start seeing Hangman and Kenny and the wheels start being put in motion for that. Okay. Um, so then that would, I mean, that that's fine. So I'm just... I, I don't know. It, it, do we need, like... Everybody on the league getting turned on. Like everybody in the elite is sting. Everybody gets turned on. Everybody is getting heat off of them, and that's that's cool. But like, does everybody turn on on them? Kenny's about to get turned on in, in theory, so that means that will follow. Like that would just be weeks after MJF turned on Cody. It's like, god damn. Um, yeah, Cody's been getting turned on quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 Cody. Uh, it, it's funny you got the towel thrown in on you, huh? See, when you do clownery, you know clownery comes back to bite. What do you mean? Like uh, Okada and Omega Two, you know, he came out there with that towel, oh, and then he yeah. had he had to be restrained, yeah. you know, from being a fuck nigga. So uh, I feel no no sorrow for you, Mister Rhodes. Oh God, 
This man is carrying heat from different promotions from years ago. <laughs> I am I am relieved though that Cody is not coming out here as the son of the Midnight Rider because had he done that I would have turned into be like into full like completely like hate mode like <laughs> well you you don't know like you gotta you gotta hold that down the line like we True. Gonna, gonna, I'm put that in the see, back pocket yeah we're gonna see you know in the days weeks and months and years from now how this goes but the Cody will never challenge for the title again I ain't believing that shit um yeah, I, I, there's gonna there's gonna be some to be. They're, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do that in like 2021 or something like <laughs> there's gonna be some nonsense that, you know where eventually they have to get rid of that rule he's, like, he's, gonna, he's gonna have to like win a match to be able to challenge like like yeah this is for you know the stipulation if I win you know, I can challenge. I think that'll happen at some point. This is what I'll say. I think I'll be okay with it as long as he never challenges Jericho again. If he yeah, never challenges I, Jericho I, again, I'll be like, okay, whatever. whatever. Yeah, they, they built up that match great. I love to build. And, and that should have been the stip. The, sh- the stip should have been, I will no longer ever challenge Jericho again. But no, they, they decided they put it, they put them, they put themselves in the corner in six months. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, just, I, I wasn't thrilled with uh, the the semi main. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is still the champ though. Le champion. Yes, you know, they, yes. So moving on and go down one match from there. Uh, Riho versus Emi Sakura. I thought it was a good match. Uh, I didn't think it was a great match. I th- also thought that the end of the match was so much better than was the best part of the match, and I wish that. You know, I think I said made a point to you at after the end of the match that like I don't I don't wonder if they think that like America's not ready for like a high speed match. Um, I wonder. I, I think America is ready for a high speed match, but they have to like I don't think it's gonna be something. I think that's a TV match, the high speed match. I don't think that's a pay per view match. Um, you know. I, the match with, with Rio and Emmy Sakura last night, uh, I I share your feelings. I thought it was good, not great. I think I gave it like 3.75, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I didn't even rate it. Yeah, so uh, I, it's just Rio Mania rolls on. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was cool to see, uh, you know, Emmy Sakura, she was uh, tearing up before the match, so this meant a lot to her. And, you know, she did, like, Human's work uh, on Twitter trying to get this thing over for anybody that would watch because clearly they they couldn't be bothered to do this on um you know TV or anything no I, so can't can't be bothered hell we didn't realize we were getting a match until Wednesday yeah so they've got to really do better on that like that's maddening like you have your women's championship match and it's not set until three days before the show. It was announced on Twitter before they do the angle. And this is like, this is not, this shouldn't be tolerated, honestly. <laughs> like, from for anybody that's an AEW fan, that's like, yo, you know, the AEW women's division gets banged on a lot for, I think, people looking to take the piss out of AEW in some way they can. I think there are a lot of, and I said this on Getting the Ring the other day, I think that there are a lot of good parts but they have not 
focus them all in a direction and really establish a hierarchy aside from like, hey, right. Britt Baker is the smiling white woman here and Rio's our champion right now. Like, there's nothing else, but like, I know B Priest is a great wrestler. Shanna looks good. Um, you know, they've recently signed uh, Big Swole. I think Mercedes Martinez is circling the wagon somewhere. Um, they're bringing in Kong right now. So, like, there are pieces there, but they just have to commit to it. Yeah, and it's it's also I have I still have no sense of of a like, there's a no woman that's cut a promo aside from like you know Brit and B and a video package like no one's handed them a mic yeah like I I guess my, my real thing is like early on you need to establish like roster positioning of who these people are and like they kind of have it down to it's it's Riho and it's Brit but. Nothing else. We don't know anything else. Um, oh, Carl Shida forgot about her too. Yeah, I guess she'd be number three, or she'd be the, or she'd be the number three spot person. But like, yeah. I guess. Uh, but I think I think with her, you know, she just got on TV just two weeks ago. So um, I feel like I've, I'm more optimistic as far as they'll you know tell us something about her than anything else. Um, or then you know the rest of the division, and I you know, you know with the with the, with the awesome Kong thing around, I I'm still trying to make heads or tails of this division. Um, like I you know, Nala Rose is basically now on dark now. Um, it's 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 just really weird, and I I'm trying to figure out like who'll be the next contender for uh for Riho, and then I think like well shit they just pulled Amy Sakura out of nowhere, so they don't even know. I think I think we're probably gonna be looking at a Karoshita at some point. Yeah, so um, at some point, but like, is she gonna get a title shot? Um, basically, what? Um, two? No, when was uh? No, when was all out? All out was August thirty uh, first. Yeah, so she lost that basically playing match for the title. Uh, shot for the uh, she basically lost that time that playing match against Riho there, and then she's gonna get like the second title shot for the belt ever. You know that's kind of weird. Yeah, you yeah. feel like there needs to be somebody else, but it's like there's nobody even up and running at that point. It, it, it's and also it's like even if they do that, ultimately like they have to start a program with somebody. They have to do promos or or sit down interviews with people to and put it on fucking TV like. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to do that, otherwise, people are gonna still be like, "What the fuck is this?" It is what it is. You um, are a fucking dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, why didn't they put that on TV, bro? That shit was that shit was great. Like, right. like <laughs> I understand you don't want to put like the 24/7 looking countdown stuff on uh, on TV or whatever because it took too, it would took too long. But like, they could have played the Brit or the B uh, thing. On one week, and then one on the go home show, and that's like not even five minutes. That's like those are like two three minute things. I don't three understand minutes. why they couldn't just do that. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah. So what what we got next on the show? Um. Oh yeah, because I don't even have the card. But I was just use memory. Um. I'm assuming. I'm assuming the next one was the triple threat uh, tag yeah, belt match. Triple threat tag team team belt match. Yeah, I thought this was just okay. Um, I thought it would be way better. I thought it would challenge for match of the night. Like, 
you know, in the conversation. But I think, and I've heard some rumors about, you know, they were having tag team seminars led by Dean Malenko. I don't know, James. I think I like the old AEW tag matches uh, that were happening throughout the tournament than the two that I saw on this show uh, after this said, you know, tag team seminar or whatever they're doing to tighten up uh, the reins. I don't know. I like the wild and crazy shit, but I felt like this match was very slow at times, sloppy, and it only got going uh, towards the end. And by that time, it was over. So uh private party took another l here so it seems like they're kind of you know falling to the back of the line uh obviously lucha bros are protected here uh from taking the the pin um at this point i love to like i mean you don't have to like you know break the lucha brothers up but you know they can wrestle singles you know if trent beretta is doing singles matches oh, out geez. here so <laughs> Good point. And, that, uh, and that's not no knock against Trent Beretta. Beretta's a good yeah. wrestler, but I mean, there's, there's yeah. clearly levels to this. There's shit. levels. So uh, I don't know what you think about this. I th- I just thought it was mid. I think I give like three and a half. If I'm not mistaken. So we call them three and a half star matches mid now. Yeah. Oh my god, the wrestling snob. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. I probably would have gave it three and a half, three and three quarters. I really enjoyed the match. Um, I remember there was a point where like you said like well, this match is a pickup, and I was like. I've liked the match so far, like, but whatever. Um, I think they, I think the, you know, the champions are the champions, and the and the right team won, and the right team lost, and we'll go from there. I wonder what's next for SCU. Um, I one thing I did not like oh, was, it was the reveal of uh, Daniels as, as another pent, another fake Pentagon. Yeah, that was all. Do, do we need, like? Is there is there a thing where we have to turn the lights off every chance we get? <laughs> Like, Yo, that was not necessary. We were, we were talking bring, about that with Jamie all bring, night. Bring Daniels, bring Daniels out and have him just fuck up Pentagon for pack, package power driving him. It's not it's not difficult. You don't See, need to turn I, off the lights yeah. have him dress up as fake Pentagon. Yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. Uh, there there were a lot of like there were there were some warts on this show that I was just like <sighs> Who thinks this is a good idea? Like I, like, I understand. Yes, the fallen angel Christopher Daniel is cool. That's never been in a, in a major, uh, you know, promotion like that. That shit was in TNA. So like, I'm I'm good. Uh, it was in <laughs> ROH when on when nobody was watching that shit. They were drawing a thousand people. I'm good. Like, uh, we missed it. You know, <laughs> like, but you know, I don't know. I like Christopher Daniels. I think he's cool in the act that he's doing now. I don't need to see him like on no dark side shit. I'm good. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I uh, so there's going to be a match on Wednesday is uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara challenging for the tag team championships against SCU. Hmm. Um, that's been announced. So someone asked Jericho a question at the media scrum. He was like, why weren't me and Sammy on the list? We're undefeated. We're two and O and you know, we're challenging uh, SCU. So I was like, all right. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. You know, probably Sammy Guevara eating a pin as normal. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, what what do you think's next? For, I mean, well, you just mentioned it, but like, who do you envision SEU? Or do you even think they're going to hold the belts all the way to um, the next pay per view? I think they're going to end up wrestling uh, Santana and Ortiz at the next pay per view. Hmm, makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So, who would you like to see? Eh, we'll save that. We'll save that for later because you mentioned. I'll, I'll bring it back up though. Um, yeah. 
So the match after that or before that was Hangman versus Pac. I really enjoyed the hell out of this match. I thought this was awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hangman, uh, the only member of the elite uh, flying the flag tonight. Nice of him to be the one to show up. So, um, you know, everybody else, you know, can't get out their own way, um, you know. But this was excellent, and they're doing a rematch of this on TV next week, and they're billing it as the rubber match. So we're we going to get a feud ender uh, with, out of these guys, and Hangman's been awesome the last couple weeks. Are you sure that, like, Roddy Strong won't come in and break up the match? And then, like, they, yeah. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm, 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 it's a possibility, so I just oh have to ask. God. Uh, one would hope not. Uh, one would hope we would see some uh, closure I mean, uh, look, here. I would, I, I mean, because there is no mid-card champion AEW, but, like, I would, it would be fun if, like... Do you want to go off on a rant of why there should be no mid-card champion right now? Yes, there's not enough fucking people in the division established for you to have a mid-card belt. That's why. Like, if, if the, I, it's going, if you have a mid-card belt, it will automatically struggle to make the main card in every pay-per-view. Therefore, there's no fucking need for it. It's, it's that simple. Like, I don't know if it would struggle. To make the show, okay. but it, it would always it? it would always be on something. It it would be one more. It would be one less spot for a regular match without a title. I no, serious, like. no, think about it. All right, there always has to be at least two women's matches, right? I guess there always has to be at least two tag matches because there's going to be a title match. And there's going to be a Young Bucks match, right? Yeah, that's four. Cody, all right, between Cody. Jericho, who's the champion, uh, Moxley, Omega, and Pac as as your top five guys. You can't just have you can't have all them dudes wrestle each other all the time. So you're always gonna have like you're gonna have three to four matches amongst them in a card, right? Yeah, they gotta wait. They either gotta have more matches that are shorter, or like <laughs> or open up another spot. But yeah, so, so uh, my point I- is. Like if I remember uh, Caleb mentioned this, he said we'll need a belt for to give MJF or Havoc or or basically any of the Cracker Barrel Clash boys um, something to do. And I'm like, they're gonna have something to do. MJF's gonna fight Cody. I said this actually in front of it before it even happened, but yeah, like he, MJF's gonna end up paired off with Cody, right? Uh, Darby Allen or whatever else he's got to get still got. Well, Darby's still got his eyes on the title too. He put out a really good promo. Um, he did. He he shoots his own like videos or whatever. Um, said he's still come for the champion. So if you think about it, Jericho had to cheat to beat this guy, and Cody never beat him. So <laughs> so uh, hopefully he gets back in the mix because you know I I really like Darby Allen. I was kind of disappointed to see him left off the show. Right, but I mean, but basically, what I feel like the roles for some of these guys are people that you just build up to get title shots against Jericho or whoever the champion is, and they send them away on TV until it's time for them to wrestle one of the other top five or whatever yeah. on pay per view until somebody else ascends, whether it's like Hangman or uh, MJF because of, you know the program he's about to be in with Cody or whatever else. Right. Like. But you know, Darby Allen's Jungle Boys. Uh, Jimmy Havocs, uh, Guevara's, like I feel like if you put if you make a mid card belt for them, you may as well call that shit a cruiserweight belt. <laughs> put on little dudes out there to wrestle, and also you also got to get wait when this eventually uh, Hager's gonna wrestle. Yeah, right. It's like 
so that's another person that's gonna that's gonna be poised to be in a in a be potentially the sixth person, like and eventually you know your boy's gonna come back Luchasaurus and maybe they don't you know maybe that tag thing works maybe it doesn't but like uh, eventually he has a solo career, so yeah I, I don't think there's no need I don't think there's a need for a mid card belt. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good on that. Only belts I would want to see the trios belts, but yeah. Another thing is like when I heard it's like so oh so you want to build a, so you want to build a mid card division. Meanwhile, y'all can't even build a uh, a fully functioning, fully formed women's division. Fuck out my face! I do not need a second man's division before I get a, a fully a full formed women's division. Worry about that first. But, but yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the, <laughs> the review of the show. Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, uh, yeah, so we talked about Hangman and Pac, and we talked about um, what would you like to see Pac do? Like, I don't think he's going to match with Jericho, but what would you like to see him do after this thing with Hangman? This is a really, like, nice feud for him, um, you know, now that I think about it. Um, you know, him and Moxley have unfinished business because, you know, they yes, did their did. draw. Uh, you could always go down that direction. That could be you, a potential number one contenders match on TV. Yep. They can go right back to that. Um, you could. It's interesting because a lot of people I want to see him wrestle are heels, too. <laughs> like, I yeah. would love to see him versus Sammy Guevara. Like, I would like. Um, I'd like to see him wrestle Jericho. They'll cheer for Jericho. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Like, uh, maybe he gets like, well, Cody's kind of spoken for now. So, um yeah, so I would have to I would have to look, but maybe uh you know we we do Pop versus Ray Phoenix. How about that? Like I don't oh, I, I don't know that maybe that's something they could book. Oh, you trying to melt the stadium, huh? Yeah, always <laughs> wrist ladder for wrestling. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm look. I'm with it. Um, yeah. you, you, I, it, look for me. It don't take none to babyface uh, Phoenix. Like go yeah. have him go out there. Well, for, he could fight. He could fight him or his brother. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Hell, that match at uh, Russell Con- Darby that Allen. Saw. That'd be awesome. Oh my god, Harper's yeah. Darby Allen. How yeah. about that? Yeah, um, yeah. So he goes to the opener of the show in the main card. Uh, Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bucks. Did Young Bucks? Um, I thought this was a great match. I thought that there were a lot more elements of. I thought this was the the most. Um, traditional tag match we've seen AEW from the Young Bucks to date and um, I appreciate the effort um, I've seen some of their other stuff obviously especially you know when <laughs> when Matt was selling his back for a full fucking year was that 2018 or was that 17 yeah that was 2018 yeah so they had a, a ser- great series with Rapungi 3k yeah so we've seen them have traditional tag match with all psychology and they're great and this is more in line with that but this match didn't reach those those peaks, but it was another great uh, offering from uh, from two teams that you know were kick ass. Yeah, uh, I went four stars on this one. Also, uh, I, I believe I went four stars on Pocket Hangman too. Uh, also, that pack shit is never gonna stick. By the way, um, I'm trying my best to call him pack. I'm, right? I'm, trying my best. I'm constantly <laughs> trying to remind myself it's pack. It's pack. It's pack. Pack. It's- pack. 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 So, uh, it's packed, man. Pack. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think like you said, I don't think they, um, they were set out to do the match. I think 
these two teams can do um, with each other. You know, the Young Bucks matches I like are the PWG style ones and New Japan style ones. So, uh, not my favorite uh, type of match. There was a lot of weird stuff going on with the refs um, early in the match, like when they were, uh, you know, getting the heat the wrong way. Like the, the yeah, yeah. Were, especially yeah. early, especially early, yeah. they were getting heat on um, on one of the. I can't remember. I can't remember who's which one. Santana's one. Ortiz. Which one's the one with the braids? Uh, Ortiz. Okay, that's how I remember now. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? It should be easier now. Like you say, like Santana is the one that has the bandana, like Joel yeah. Santana. And he's like, more cool. I, I, I will, yes, I will remember that from here on out. That way now. Santana is Sant- Gotcha. That's how I remember. Bro, I, I, I like. <laughs> when we were watching the countdown, it was like, yo, so why are we not going to like these guys? Like, bro, they are everything I like in wrestling. Like, yeah. you know, I love the Young Bucks, but I love these guys, too. Like, when fucking Santana comes out and he's shooting at the screen, yes. like, I, like, I can't help but to like these dudes. Like, and, right. And um, like, we were talking about like the universe. Like, imagine if AEW is a real universe, and like all of a sudden, like <laughs> Santana Ortiz, like like walking up the street, and they come across Darby Allen, and Darby Allen's on that on that dark <laughs> on that dark shit. Then all of a sudden, you just see Santana and Ortiz look at each other, and the next thing you know, you see a flash cut to both <laughs> both of them dudes robbing this man, <laughs> strong arm style, like. Like, look, man, we ain't, with, we ain't with this goofy shit. Get out of here, man. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, uh, I, 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 they, you know, the the twenty four seven thing, or not? Sorry, was it count? Oh, the countdown. Uh, it's called countdown to yeah. full gear. Countdown to full gear did a real good job for a lot of people in a way that it made me wish that like more people saw this ahead of time, or you put some of it, at least some of it, on your TV, and they did some of that with like. Like Moxie and Kenny, exactly. Like they show pieces of theirs, but like it's something to be said for seeing the juxtaposition of both lifestyles of them coming up, raising a hard environment, raising Bronx, and talking about like you know people get stabbed, getting stabbed on these on these uh (laughs) uh um. On the train, sorry, no, yeah, they get stabbed uh, waiting on the sub, waiting on the train, right? Or compared to, you know, them talking about like how you know our dad was so supportive and bought us a, a ring so we could do the indie or the hardcore backyard and stuff, whatever. He's like, we ain't had no support system. We did this shit on our own because we got yeah. heart. Like that's that's you know that that. Bro, how that's, many, that's, how many, that's every great like that's every how, great sports movie you've ever seen. I was about to say like how many boxing matches have sold on pay-per-view based on like the differences of people's lives and especially like classism and stuff like that like it's or socioeconomics like that's a big draw right and I, I thought they did a good job on that i just wish that uh on tv you didn't really see that as much um and the stuff they did on tv was cool it, um, i don't even say cool because that sounds like i'm belittling like it was good it's just like that stuff was great. There was another level, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. stuff was great. Uh, of course, we had a Rock and Roll Express come in uh, <laughs> after Ricky Morton hitting Canadian Destroyers and shit. Um, and then doing Tope Suicidas. Bro, shit was so funny. It was like, yo, I seen some people, you know, that said we should be upset about such things, but come on, man. It is well known that you do not try known active wrestler Ricky Morton. Like... <laughs> You 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 left this man for dead and powerbombed him through the stage. The bill was eventually going to come due. 
Uh, another thing is like, are we sure this is the end? No, they're they're right. gonna do like a fucking war games at some point with. I, uh, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about with with um <clears throat> with Robert and, and Ricky. I don't think it's oh, over. Robert. I think Robert and Ricky are gonna have a match on TV. I think right. Robert and Ricky are gonna have a match. Same here. I think that they're gonna beat the hell out of him, and that's gonna lead to like another TV match or another match in the future between uh, the Young Bucks and uh, yeah. Santana and Ortiz. I tr- I the stuff they're doing is so good and like. In a way, like I, I feel like the way they did it makes makes me feel like that's not the end of it. Like, yeah, I, you know, we haven't really seen much of it yet, but I I, I believe there's a room for AEW to have um, violent, vindictive heels in a way mm-hmm. that like WWE doesn't really do menace or violence either. Um, they're I mean they're, they're coming out with the sock, bro. Yeah, that's another thing. They'd come out with a sock. Like, there's gonna be. I feel like there's gonna be retribution for you embarrassing them like that, especially after they had the, they they won their first big match in AEW. Um, I, I don't think they're just gonna like just, you know, get geeked off and and just call it a day yeah. and move on with their careers. Yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not tripping over. Um, if it know. is, if it is, we'll revisit it and we'll talk about it. I, I think that's a bad look, but I don't think that's the end. Yeah, um, known active wrestler Ricky Morton, current NWA Tag Team <laughs> Champion Ricky Morton is not playing with these young punks uh, for the 2018, the 19, the 20. Um, yeah, how come, how come he, ain't, how come Jell- Jericho ain't hollering him yet? How come Jericho ain't hollering him yet? Jericho got the answers. He has the key. Jericho has the answers, but you see, Ricky Morton don't have the money. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Was that is that where was that not where you're about to say nicely? That's not where I was going. Okay, all right. What were you gonna say then? So like like Ricky Morton had this whole thing where when they were young they looked young, but they were older. I don't know. They've got some weird thing going where they look really old now. So, uh, but but Ricky's hair has never really changed. So I I don't really know. The, the the whole dynamic with the Ricky Morton hair situation. Oh, it ain't changed. Oh, it, it's white and it's a little longer now. It's long. Uh, it's, it's longer in certain spots. Yeah, yeah. So, shouts out to Ricky Morton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, a little, little disappointed to see see the young boys lose here again. Um, but you know, these guys are. Overcorrecting in the booking, so uh, a lot of people. I think the only people that are that are upset are the elite fans right now, and you know they're the folks that, that's going to ride with the promotion the hardest. So <laughs> I would say just wait until um oh it's wait, all coming back. Just wait until it's time for them to get them wins back. No, oh they it, coming. It's going to be so much more. There's so much more. The words yep. in them. So <laughs> I can't look. Look, I'm already circling the day. All out to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't think they're gonna lose every pay per view feud or every pay per view match they're in, but like they're losing to people that are gonna that matter, and then they're eventually gonna like get it back, and there's gonna be a, a you know or you know they're gonna climb, and people are gonna love it. Like yeah. it, it's storytelling. Like you get thrown down, and you have to climb back up. I I appreciate that. Um, so oh, so oh. you know the only match left uh, is B Priestley in. Um, <clears throat> Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, didn't hit the levels that I wanted it to hit. Um, 
this was not good Britt Baker, I think. Um, and B, I don't know if she was trying to lead her through. The, you know, there was reports that Britt Baker was sick before the match. So who knows if that affected her at all. Um, yeah, it was just okay. The crowd crowd light seemed to be into it, but it was just okay. Yeah, just not, not my level of uh, you know wrestling that I would normally want coming from the women's division. Yeah, disappointed in the match. Um, thought it'd be better. Um, seen both of them do much better before. Just really weird. Um, you know, it happens. I guess you know. You mentioned the 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 flu thing. Like either cancel the match or perform. Like I'm sorry. Like I, yeah. I can't. Like the match wasn't good, and I'm sure I'm I'm positive that you being sick definitely played a factor in it. But if if you if you're too sick to do the match the way that you felt like to, up to the capability, you need to change the match into something that's easier for you to do, so you got a better match. So it's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. And we talked about. Um, you you showed me the uh, or you sent me the um the countdown promo from B, and B, yeah. you know. We you are talk. a fucking dentist. <laughs> yes. so, and when I'm doing that, I'm pointing at the mic. Yes. Like, so, but um, back to my, my, my point about B is just like, we talk about all the time about like, especially watching uh, NXT and watching AEW over these, what's it, what, six weeks now? Six weeks? Five weeks? Six weeks? Something like that. Five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks plus this pay-per-view show. The thing that's ultimately most maddening about the main roster is that with a few minor tweaks, I feel like they're minor tweaks. The main roster could be every bit as good as the Wednesday show. If Mondays and Fridays could be every bit as good as Wednesdays, if just for a few tweaks, a few does, tweaks. Does, does Vince need to like currently stop living? Like, is that one of the um, <laughs> tweaks? No, I'm saying like, okay, Vince, you tell them or and your producers, or whatever else, you tell them who needs to go over. Or what the finish is for for everyone's involved, the ref, then whoever's gonna run in, and then your you know the wrestlers, you let them do the matches they want to do, and if you have certain things saying like you know match number the first three matches can't be too crazy out of there because we have to build to you know to protect whatever else, fine they can still go out there and have their good matches or whatever else, but you tell your stories. You treat it like they're not like these people aren't just isolated for months in their own universe where they never interact with each other. People are actually friends and come to bat for each other and there's inner turmoil or inner conflict amongst friendships, whatever else get tested and it builds tension and teases things that are that can be earned down the line as far as, you know, heel turns or whatever else. You you set that in place and Go from there, and a and WWE is a lot better, or the main roster is a lot better show. Like you watch some of the stuff that happens in like AEW and NXT. NXT obviously because it's main roster junior except it has better um, co- cohesion from episode to episode. And then AEW is like they do so many things that are that WWE also does, except they just do them better because they're not like getting in their own way. And you kind of have that. You kind of have a similar product. I think that the wrestling in NX in on the main roster should look more like NXT's Ross, wrestling than AEW AEW's wrestling. But you get my point. It's like they have so much talent. They have so many resources. I could see them flipping up maybe a handful of things, and it's a better. It's a much better product. 
and people aren't losing their fucking minds and, and falling out of love with wrestling. But um, anyway, the reason why I brought that up is because B Priestley, we watched Artem a lot, and for every match, people had to do their promos where they talk for like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, they explain the match, explain whatever story they're trying to get across, and then the match starts and they, and they, to interests. And, and this is like literally some old school, like just look dead in the camera and and do it. Right. And you see in those thirty unfettered min, uh, seconds or or minute that like especially for foreigners, you can tell who can who who has a game plan and who's just basically speaking uh uh extemporaneously like how I am doing all the shows. I never have a plan. I just just go. Um. So freestyle. Right. And that's and that's never and that's usually not for the best. But you get my point. Like so. B is a person that seems to kind of have a game plan of like she has an idea of what she wants to be as she's as she's saying things, but you kind of feel like there's pregnant pauses. She's in like you kind of feel her kind of get to the part where she kind of like forgets what she was going to say, or she is trying to be a character and forgetting like if she is that character, what she would say immediately. So you see the pregnant pauses. So you played me the B Priestley, or you sent me the link to the B Priestley promo. And it's chopped and it's chopped to bits, and I see yeah. the ch- where all the chops are, where they stop and start, stop and start, different camera angles, and to me, and they put the music over so you can't see how, um, so you don't feel how obvious it is that they're playing that you know she may have said this thing five or six times and then cut it and then said something else a little time and then they put it all together. So with the music playing in, like it's an awesome promo, but. I see her, you know, twice a week. I know she, you know, she sits there and she thinks, and it's not nothing wrong with that, right? She's not a strong promo. You have to keep cutting promos so you get better. And she's out there. She's in Japan. She's cutting these promos to try to get herself better. Um, but I'm watching the first time. I'm just hearing how she talks. Like, yeah, that's that's how she talks. But I see that you're cutting it. And then this, I watch the second time, and I'm like, and I didn't like thinking that thought of like I, I know I know how she is. And I'm just watching it like if I'm someone that's never heard her talk before and how they cut it off. If I don't notice all the cuts, that's an awesome fucking promo. Yeah. Right. So, and that is a situating strengths in hiding flaws, right? In in, in WWE on the main roster, they would just do like they have her doing stardom, thirty seconds. 40 seconds, you just go out there and talk. They probably give her more stuff to have a game plan, so she probably wouldn't, um, if she was doing this, if she, it would she, do, she probably be better than if she was doing it on her own life, she doesn't start them. But we see that, like, this is so much better when you, like, okay, she's not good at certain things. Let's tweak little things, try to hide that. People don't need to know she's not a strong promo. Just right. like when you put somebody that's green in a tag match. Like, we didn't need to know that Roman Reigns is green when he started out in the Shield. We didn't need to know that shit. Yeah, uh, and, and I think with, with with B, like she has enough like nonverbal charisma, right. essentially, like just the way she like looks at you, like, and and she's got her own swag, essentially that you gotta take her serious, kind of no matter what. But so, hearing a promo like that was like only icing on the cake, and that like gave me like a last minute like hmm for this match. So I and you know. The funny thing is, everybody knows like they, they beat the Brit Baker as a dentist saying to the ground, and right. then someone actually insulted her for it. So that was like, I like that a lot. One thing I didn't like about that promo, she says, "Well, you are out here cleaning teeth. I am in a dojo. <laughs> I'm in a dojo learning from the best in the world." And I'm like, "Don't say that line because I'm gonna 
ask if you're learning from the best in the world, who the fuck are they and why do I and why am I watching you? Why am I not learning from why am I not watching your teachers? Right? But I know but that's that's me because I'm like that that that's just one thing, small little thing. Other than that, it was perfect. Um mm-hmm. and like look, I would love to see the people that she's learning from in um in AEW. I watched them, you know, on a regular basis, but that's you know, still the line is like through. you know right, right, but it's still the line is like you're learning from these people. Well, who the fuck are these people? How come I don't see them? You know, that's one of those mm-hmm. lines make make you think. But anyway, um, I th- I thought that the if this had been on TV between Brit's promo and B's promo, it would have really built up that match. Um, and I hope people saw it, like got more intrigued because I thought it was really good stuff between both of them. The both of their interviews. Um, it's just unfortunate they weren't on TV. Yeah. Um, overall, I um, I thought this was a good show. I don't think it was. I, it's funny because uh, Chad, what's up, Chad? I think he said this was his favorite AEW pay per view of them all. Um, this one was not my favorite AEW pay per view, but uh, I thought it was it was, it was a good show overall. Um, I think you 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 got three four star matches plus and. You know, if you got three of those, that's pretty good. And right. oh, we totally skipped uh, Sean Spears and Joey Janela. <laughs> oh shit! All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, that match was <sighs> butt nuggets. It was there. Um, two and a half stars. And not a good match. It was just a not a good match. Not yeah, a good match. Not, not a bad. Just just there. Just there. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was set up to be great. Whatever. I'm trying with Sean Spears, like. Like I, I was totally into the persona before the Cody match and the the change, and uh, <laughs> you know, it, see, this is what happens when wins and losses matter. He lost, and it's like, all right, what the fuck else is there for you to do? Yeah, it's like he lost and he lost to Moxley, and then like they've been giving him wins over a bunch of lower level guys, and then uh, he beats Joe Janela here, and it's like, okay, they're building him up for something, but I mean, there's there's ass whooping somewhere he's gonna have to take. Yeah, I, I just hope that um. <laughs> It ain't like Kenny. He's trying to go up to next. Oh, like, no, nah, I don't need none of that, sir. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it looks like they're getting a – they did a promo with Kip Sabian and uh, put him and Penelope Ford together. Yeah, um, and we talked about that. Even yeah. the, the cuckery has come to AEW. Unbelievable. Um, however, Joey and um, Penelope are no longer together, so that's that's the saving grace there. So is that is that in kayfabe? No, that's in reality. No, I know, understand in reality, but oh. like, has that been a has have it ever? Uh, I don't know. In AEW has ever been established that they were together? Because I remember no. when they did the. Uh, I know this doesn't really count because Ring of Honor all in, and, and yeah. all in, but all in they were together. They were together at all in, not in right. AEW though. Okay, all right. So, um, can it's coming. Uh, can Penelope talk? Not sure. Okay, because if they were paired, I can see how that helps. But like, it seemed in that promo they did with Sabian, um, that or yesterday, seemed like he's he's okay as a talker. Yeah, I I, I was digging it. I think he's got a great arrogant prick promo, um, and he's foreign. Like, well. <laughs> He's oh he's from God. the UK. Okay, okay so, he's a, he so, has an accent. He's, the, he's, he's a heel, so he's kind of got like he's kind of got his own like way he approaches the mic. So it, it doesn't sound like everyone. It doesn't sound like MJF, for example. Um, MJF who got a drink thrown at him, um, which was yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. What 
do you, what do you think of people that were like they, you know this is gonna be you know years down the line people remember when he, people threw a drink on him. What, what do you think oh. that's overstated? Yes, okay. completely. Yeah, because I like, like I'm thinking to myself like I grew up and maybe you know obviously you know maybe people haven't it's, seen it's, it in a long time. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I think this was like maybe it's because the era I grew up in. But like I look, bro, like I bro, saw was Hogan going drink at everybody, bro. Well, I saw Hogan drop a uh, drop the leg drop on Macho Man, and they did nothing but throw beer and and trash into the ring while Hogan was cutting one of the greatest promos of all times. So like for me, like. He got a drink on him. I'm like, so he got one drink on him. I saw motherfuckers was getting dozens of drinks on him. Yes, yes. It, so, you know, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, overall, though, I I do think it was a good show. I think it was you know a worthy addition to uh, the catalog of their pay per views this year. And I don't know how you can look at their pay per views this year and AW pretty much as a whole this year and say it wasn't a success. So. Look forward to seeing what they build up for the first quarter, which Tony Khan alluded to. There would be a pay-per-view announcement coming soon. Um, Hopefully that, uh, you know, maybe I don't know how long that's going to be. So maybe February. So that original thing we talked about, like when you would do these shows, Mm -hmm. looks like that might be, um, you know, what's actually going on here. But, you know, I, I dug the show. So. Can't wait for Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was a. Um, I probably go further than you. I thought I probably thought it was a very good pay per view. Um, I give it two thumbs up. Like would I say it would be my pay per view of the year? No. Um, would it be nominated? Probably not. But it was one of the very one of the better pay per views you'll see all year in wrestling. Yeah. Or big shows, whatever you want to call it. Like it wasn't a damn takeover, but it was, you know, the notch below that. I'd say. Or, like, it would be one of the upper-end, like, really good de- main Ross pay-per-views. Or one of the better pay- main Ross pay-per-views of all time. But you get my point. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. But. I, mean, I mean, it's it's funny how wrestling has changed to where, like, you can look at a pay-per-view like... Or you look at some of the pay-per-views in 2018, last year. Like, some of those pay-per-views were, like, some of the greatest pay-per-views of all time in WWE, like, on average star rating. But mm-hmm. because of weird things like, you know, Hell in a Cell, not in main event, not Hell in a Cell matches in and the finish, like, you just kind of just, like, forget, like, Hell in a Cell is, like, <laughs> it's actually one of the best WrestleMania or, or WWE reviews of all time. Like, it just completely loses your, loses, uh, gets lost in the shuffle because it left a bad taste in your mouth at the end. And, you know, like, really, the only thing you really think of is, like, um, like, Royal Rumble comes to mind immediately. Um, Evolution comes to mind immediately, but there were certain things that were actually on par as well, but just kind of get lost in the shuffle because Vince has lost his damn mind. Um, yeah, I mean, what else are to talk about? I mean, it's been a. I don't. I feel like it's almost like always time to talk about the reviews of the Wednesday Night Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to talk about like what's on tap for Survivor Series now that we're you know. I have NXT. no idea. T- tell me what's on what's on deck, James. God damn it! What what is on uh, deck, sir? Uh, you know. All right. So Triple H has, because of the Paul Plain situation, has been able to finesse him his way into getting NXT put into brand versus brand versus brand for Survivor Series. Um, quite a what? come up, if you will. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand versus brand. They they flip Saudi Arabia into fixing the main <clears throat> roster. 
uh, on accident. Or is that or, or is that too generous? Um, I wouldn't say that they fixed the main roster. I say that they've temporarily made it more interesting until eventually they NXT loses the invasion and have to go back uh, down. So, so that's like that's gonna last for like another week or two, then, right? Yeah. When is uh, Survivor Series eighteen? Something like that. No idea. Maybe it's next. Is it next weekend? It, it, it can't be. Hold on. So right now, James is looking for um, the date for Survivor Series. November 24th, so it's two weeks from now. Okay, so, right, so, so they're going to try to get two weeks of ratings out of this. So Yeah, so... Okay, so it seems like... Um, well, we know for sure we're headed towards Shayna versus Bailey versus Becky. Um, we know we're getting... the tag team champs versus each other so right now that's War Raiders versus the New Day versus um, Hold on, the Era. Oh yeah I heard about that so WWE has flipped Kofi Kingston right back into being a tag team champion like nothing ever happened yeah not even the no rematch he's he not even the no, make her guy he gets no rematch he gets no promo to explain how he feels he gets nothing he yeah. gets moved around like yeah. it never happened. Yeah. They never uh, wanted they never wanted to do this. It was a fucking charade. <laughs> they treated him like nothing. He was a lame duck champion. I'm sorry. I will tell the truth about this. I hate to be the one to tell you guys the truth about this. But they set him up on purpose with opponents that would not generate interest. That would not create a demand for him to headline any further. And that belt was treated like it didn't matter. So the title reign might as well have never happened. The moment is great. We'll never forget him winning the championship at WrestleMania and how it made many of us feel. But after that, WWE demonstrated a level of not care on par with (laughs) <laughs> like nothing we've ever seen like or like many uh, other people we've ever seen actually whenever they 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 put the belt on someone to shut people up they plan to put the screws to them and this was just the ultimate screws being put to Kofi Kingston because they have no interest in going any further with him he's not winning the Royal Rumble next year he's not doing any any of that he's right back where he's always been away and just on the card somewhere Anyway, but um, you know, uh, he's in Survivor Series now. Yeah, in a triple threat tag match amongst the tag champs. So it's them, it's him and Big E versus uh, the War Raiders versus, or sorry, what uh, the Viking Raiders versus um, un- Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, so, so the revival ain't in the match no more. Gotcha. Yeah, they did the bit off revival because they realized, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean. Come on now, it's a revival. Like, and that's only knocking survival but it, but, is that but they I'm, never I'm, defended the belt once. Did I don't think they did. Um, Unbelievable. Because who did they beat for the belts to begin with? Did they beat them for the belts? Uh, I could have wait. I could have or no. Okay, so oh no, chief. No, nah, okay. So think about it on SmackDown. Um, Xavier and Big E were the champions. Then Revival won the belts, 
and now Kofi and Big E are the champions. Again, like so, the New Day are champions again. Like, yeah. So it's almost as if this is the plan all along. It's just like basically transition Kofi over here, but like it made it easier now that Xavier's out of the way. It's funny when Dave was talking about it on our Wrestling Observer Radio. He said they wanted to do something with Kofi to, so so people wouldn't ask questions. Well, motherfucker, I still have questions. I I clearly see what this is. Like no, yeah, and like by him saying that, you clearly know that like what they mean is like they hope that time passes and you forget that like whenever they lose those belts, like four, five, six months from now, that like people don't come back and say, well, wait a minute, he never got a title shot or a rematch, or whatever else. Even though it's like. I don't know why you would ask that, considering like they got rid of the automatic rematch clause early this right. year, even though they abuse that all the fucking time anyway. But like they can always explain it in a way of saying like, you know, no automatic rematches. Back in the line, fuck you. Um, but yeah, make him a tag guy. They didn't even bother to try to make him a, a, a mid card guy. Like he can't even fight Nakamura for the belt. It's you know, for you, the and usually that's where the the ex champion goes. They just get moved over to the secondary belt. But Dean um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you sent me um, a video of like the fucking clown uh, jumping on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Nakamura is challenging, seems to be set for a program with Daniel Bryan, or he, it seemed like that. So, Sami Zayn was trying to convince Daniel Bryan that, like, you know, we all need to be a team, like, team Sammy, Z- Z- you know, Sammy Worldwide, you know, um, yeah. you know, I'm Canadian, I'm gonna manage you, and I'm gonna manage who's, a, you know, you're the American Dragon, you're American, I'm also gonna manage Nakamura, so, it's, you know, it's 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 Sammy Worldwide, um, and then all of a sudden the, the Fiend showed up and attacked Daniel Bryan, and I thought myself, my God, he's doing another horror movie uh, program. So we'll see. You know, if there's anybody, if there's anybody that's ever been able to drag anything of greatness in the ring out of uh, a <laughs> Bray Wyatt, it was Daniel Bryan. Like, granted, that was five fucking years ago, <laughs> but he's like the only one. So, uh, the- so we'll see. Oh, so this feels like. They need somebody for the Fiend to beat for a couple months before he goes into WrestleMania season as the champion. I'm sorry, but y'all can miss me with signing Daniel Bryan up for this role. Um, Daniel Bryan, they already have no qualms about beating him anyway, right? So him actually even being in position to be in there with the champion doesn't make fucking sense right now. Oh, no, no, it does make sense. If you give him a title, uh, if you give him a title series now, then you, you don't have to do it rumble. later. Then you, exactly. won't, won't have to, then you won't want to put him in the rumble. That's exactly, exactly. what that is. Exactly. So uh, look forward. I look forward to seeing Daniel Bryan not in the Royal Rumble or somehow tied up by that time. By the time this comes, uh, which is you know more el- uh, just another elaborate fuck job of Daniel Bryan, you know. They have Daniel Bryan exactly where they've always wanted him, it feels like, as a babyface with no type of real momentum and that they can just beat. Rich, I don't know if that's really the case because, like, that's every babyface right now. They're doing Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin slash Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Oh, he's in the incubator. What? He's in the incubator right now. 
I don't give a shit what it is. But like, it seems like I guess maybe the Usos show up and it's three on three, you know, and that'd be nice. Like we've never seen Roman in in um in the Usos except for like the the club, not club, the all the um Good Brothers and AJ stuff, and that was like maybe one or two matches. So mm-hmm. that could be cool to do, but it's like. <sighs> We, we, we're still doing this with Corbin. We're still trying to pretend he's a main event heel. We're still pretending. We're st- we've done this for almost... Two, a, we've done this at least a whole year now. But we're still pretending. Like, how many times is he going to fuck up your golden boy on Raw or your golden boy on SmackDown before you realize that this dude just don't have it? And it's not Seth Rollins' fault and it's not Roman Reigns' fault either. We've tried this. <sighs> Yeah. Um Finn Finn Balor, you could argue, is on is back in full cell because Balor or because uh Corbin sucks so bad. You could argue that. Jesus. During that during last year's thing when they were doing Corbin and Lashley and um and McIntyre to try to build towards another shield reunion and it didn't happen because, you know, uh Roman, you know nah man, it's just nah. No. Yeah, I'm no interest. Damn, man. Um, <laughs> WWE doesn't really sound. What else is going on with this Survivor Series? You said it's five on five on five. Um, it may be. We, we I don't think they've actually explained what a uh, what the Survivor Series matches will be like. The traditional fi- uh, matches, but like you know, you have Ray versus Lesnar. Who knows how long that's gonna go? If it gives us some time, it'll be it'll be really good. If not, it'll be another. That's funny. Like, I, I, match. I I really would like to see that match. Like I wanted to see that instead of like Kane Velasquez. Definitely. But um. Definitely. And I don't know. It's it's really weird though that the way they would build. They had Rey Mysterio like you know from everything I've seen going around sorry backstage acting like he was going to retire and getting swept by Andrade and matches all of a sudden he's fighting for the championship so like this is more things that just don't make sense like I don't I'm sorry like they don't know what they're going to do two months from now they have no idea they just know that they have dates but they don't know how to get but they don't know what they're going to do at those shows and they damn sure know how to get to those shows they just do shit on TV week to week or maybe two weeks to two weeks and then and then pick it up and drop it from there yeah not for me like I, like, <laughs> like there's yeah perfect like, example perfect example right they put the Kabuki Warriors, or I don't know if they're on Raw or SmackDown, but they're the tag champions, so therefore they're floating, right, between NXT... I think they're actually Raw, though. Okay, whatever. But either way, they're the tag champions, so they're able to float. So they were on NXT, uh, not last week, but the week before, I think. So they have talked about how they have brought up the, the becky Oscar match from Royal Rumble, right? The weird, one of the weirdest spots of booking all year Asuka beats Becky then Asuka's off TV I think she's on TV like one time out of the first month after winning that belt um, or retaining the belt after beating Becky and then you know two weeks before Wrestlemania I think she just loses to Charlotte and then she's off TV and then they basically have her 
in a makeshift tag team with the other Japanese woman that they're bringing to the main roster. Um, doesn't work. They, they chase after, you know, they chase after the tag belts forever and ever and over. And then, you know, they eventually went after they turn heel. Um, and now here we are, like, you know, turn heel, they're kind of hot again. And then they put her, put them in a match with, I think, right after Hell in a Cell against Charlotte and Becky. Asuka beats Becky after, during the match, they put over that Asuka beat her at Royal Rumble. So I was like, okay, kind of see where it's going, like, eventually. Like, there's going, they're going to do a singles match in the program for Becky. That's cool. Whatever. So they come back from uh, Blood Money 4. And after they've done nothing but beat Kyrie in every fucking match they've been in, I can think of, uh, with the Kabuki Warriors, um, they decide, hey, we want the idea was originally for Asuka to beat Natty, but Natty, you know, just had the, you know, this match that we're lying about being the first ever women's wrestling match in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's um, put this, let's put this over and let's put Natty over. Okay. So who are we going to beat? Let's beat Asuka. Asuka? Not Kyrie, the one we've been beating before, and then like also like Oscar, we're kind of saving her for Becky, the top person in this fucking division, and one of the top stars in the company. We're not we're not going to protect the person. We, no, 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 beat her. So okay, fine, they beat her. So then they go to SmackDown, and <laughs> as I said, it was Charlotte and Natalia. So. They won, so you would think, okay, I guess that means they're number one contenders for the te- women's tag titles matches. Mm-hmm. So you get the match, and the match turns into Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte and not Natalia, Becky Lynch. So you're like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. Like, they just they just beat the tag champs. They deserve a spot. No, they put Becky in. All right, so and, and this is airing tomorrow, right? I think this aired already. I think it's aired on Friday. Oh, okay. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, so then they beat Becky again with Asuka. Why? So they can undo what they did on Monday when <laughs> Natalia beat Asuka. And it's like, wait a fucking minute. So in order to put over or in order to unfuck up the mistake we made with putting over Natty, we have to beat the top person in the division again. Not not. So this is the so this will be the third time that Oscar has beaten Becky this or pinned her, submitted her this year. Why? I don't get it. I don't understand. Like. It, it ain't to be understood at, at this point. Um, apparently, um, one so yeah. one thing I forgot about earlier uh, when we were talking about AEW, Jim Ross was fucking atrocious. Oh yeah, he's bad. He he, he was has. Bad. Yo, I'm not gonna tell Jim Ross he needs to quit. Keep getting the, they gonna keep giving you the check. Keep showing up, but when you show up for that check, please. Please get the people over in the match. Please act like you care to be there. Please stop going off. Yes, please stop stop going off on these fucking like tangents that have nothing to do with anything. Um, 
this booth was really hurt without Shivani. Shivani needed to be there to to be able to fill in the space that Jim Ross felt he had to fill in. They only did a two man booth last night. I don't need Jim Ross like in you know calling you know shit that he clearly detests, hates, and doesn't understand. I'm tired of listening to him, you know, work his way through whatever, like use him in video packages and have him like, you know, he was awesome at that in the countdown stuff. Use that stuff. Make him call Cody versus Jericho, like keep him in those style matches, because when he gets outside of that environment, he's completely out of his league at this point. Um Everyone, like they made a, a point to mention with the referees. Certain referees have a style of match that they're most comfortable. Uh, you know, Aubrey or Aubrey, she specializes in you know the main event championship matches or whatever. Rick Knox, quote unquote, you know, he's the tag team referee, right? There's nothing. How meanwhile, about all he does is Jim Ross. Look, he said that. And then meanwhile, all Rick Knox does is fuck up um, and let people just do create or good chaos and just over his head during tag matches. So it's like, how is that his match to be so bad at at at, at refereeing it? What? No, what? no, no. Never mind that. Um, but my point is, he said that as if he said that, and then like, I don't know, like. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish by doing that. Yeah, maybe we should assign Jim Ross to a certain like you know divisions matches. Like he doesn't need to be calling the Cracker Barrel Clash. He doesn't need to be calling the Death Match. He doesn't need to be calling the tag team divisions. Can he just be Cody's personal announcer? Oh God! You know, since Jim Ross wants to be wants it to be the old days so bad, um, he he can go on you know on that side. Um, you know, I, I just consistently telling people they need to be going for the pin and they need to do you know whatever in the match like you are the commentator you tell us what happens like like you you like like stop telling us what hangman adam page is like let us fucking see it like he's showing us who he is is there any chance he's just trying to play this is his way of trying to play he'll uh, comment or he'll play by not he'll play by play he'll color commentary guy that Maybe. is some 4d chess level thinking on this shit like i think uh, like uh, like that's <laughs> like like that would be so like meta it would be ridiculous because like the just on his face telling you how like stupid your is. This. yes that like on his face it's like burying everyone like the and it's not is is not really like a heel commentator role at all because like then he would like be taking digs at the fans and agreeing with the bad guys and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think with Ross, like like the the hangman thing bothers me especially because I think he's trying to make hangman into something hangman is not. Man like even tried to do it. Like like he's trying to make him be like Magnum T A. Like I swear he looks at him and he sees that and like I'm sorry, Heyman Page doesn't have like a you know chest full of hair and a mustache like and looking like you know fucking Magnum P I or whatever. Like he's a different guy. Like this is 30 years later, Jim. Uh, he's gonna do a moonsault to the outside of the ring. He's gonna be yes, athletic. He's one, gonna do one. all this. He said stuff. That he's like he's mean potatoes and it's like oh this mother like this motherfucker is like one of his signature moves he does a top rope moonsault to the floor what what mean potatoes is this he, 
this isn't Walter. What the fuck are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did a few other ones. I mean, the one that really um, that, that pissed me off was a couple weeks ago when I talked to you about this off air, but it was the Carl Sheeta versus uh, Shanna match, and they're like ten minutes in the match, and they're going back and forth, and they're trading uh, big move, big move for near falls, and then like it was like a power bomb situation where Sheeta is like power bombed Shanna. Or, or sorry, uh, Shanna, and because they've gone ten minutes in the match, like she's exhausted, so therefore she's just going for any old cover, and then that's how you get the typical, you know, I'm tired, so therefore that person's able to kick out because they couldn't do a great cover because that person's exhausted. Typical, you've seen it a million times in wrestling. As the as the the pin is getting counted, he is screaming at Sheeta for not doing a proper cover, and then she kicks, and I'm like. What the fuck are you doing? You know that's the reason why she couldn't cover. You you don't say she's a dumbass for not covering. You say, see, she's too exhausted because it's because Shanna's such a tough out. She's such a she, you know, she's such a hard person There's to There's a million ways you can say that. I don't and I'm like, I, I don't I don't understand because like Ross didn't do this before. I it was really weird. He was annoying throughout the night to me. And that honestly, like if you talk about one of the, the he was one of the bigger negatives on the show last night. Yeah, and on a show that I thought was a very good show. Yeah, it, it was like I've had enough, like of him in like pretty much like seventy five percent of situations right now. <laughs> like it, keep it, him in that, keep him in the Cody match. I, I mean, you just gotta get Shivani. Like, I don't like I don't like, like I don't need to hear him in the women's matches. Oh, I don't need yeah, to hear him. How many times, matches. How many times are you gonna hear him talk about how how much fucking how little Rio is? We get it, motherfucker. <laughs> like we can see like yeah. <laughs> oh man like it, yeah i'm uh, i'm done bearing jim now so yeah i don't think there's anything left on the show to talk about really I think yeah I wrap this up i mean it was a it's uh given the week we've had it's pretty much um was based on pay-per-view and yeah you know, whatever else popped up i mean there really wasn't much else i can think of yeah um um, I was the champion now, right? Like she took oh, belt off yeah, me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we want to talk. If you want to do the start and stuff, I don't really think there's much time. I'm not even gonna play the music, but um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it. the champion. She goes to the year end show. She's gonna wrestle Kagetsu, so that match is gonna be incredible. Um, and then uh, the year end Cork and Hall show for the white belt is gonna be um, Arisa Oshiki versus Konami. Um, and they did something that I thought was really cool. Um, Arissa's more or less is coming out to avenge all of her losses in the um, the Grand Prix. So she lost to Jamie. She just got that win back, and now she's going against Konami. And she's probably going to get that win back. Um, I love Konami to death. She's one of my favorite wrestlers in the company. But um, she finished second in the Cinderella tournament this year. She finished second in the uh, Grand Prix. Um, she seems to be somebody that is a gatekeeper, right? Like, um, so for me, I think, um, she goes out there against Arissa and she's going to basically cut her down to size and, and put her on the mat and be, and out wrestle the hell out of her. Uh, <laughs> and then Arissa is going to go no sell it and they're going to sort of kick each other back and forth and they'll go from there. Um, I think it'll be a great match too. So, um, as far as what the rest of the card is, if it were up to me, um, last year's year-end show ended or had Hazuki win the the high-speed belt, 
And after she won, um, she asked for challengers. And the first people to, to run out were Azumi and Starlight. And, you know, they're basically saying, like, they want their first ever singles titles. Um, Riho is a, um, is a high-speed champion currently. She kind of stepped over or kind of pretty much just jumped right over Starlight on her way towards getting a title shot. And then she ended up winning the belt. And right now they're in a tag team for the tag league and there's a really good tag team and there's a story there for you know starlight um in reho at year in and also in the tag league match um azumi versus azumi and momo versus reho and starlight azumi pinned starlight so you could argue that it could do some type of triple threat thing or something so we'll see like i'm interested to see what uh what happens because i think this could be a really good ass show yeah man uh i i think that's a good place to leave it uh for this week and you know we'll be back uh next week with you know more stuff in the world of wrestling like i said i missed pretty much all the stories last week i can't even really remember them to really comment on them but um, most of it was like the saudi arabia stuff from last week oh yeah yeah. something's going on y'all yeah the talk about um you know, with Meltzer misreporting, misreporting the stuff with Seth and locker room leader talk and whatever else. I, I could give a, a fuck about who's the quote unquote leader of the locker room. Y'all you know locker fucking room grown, le- like y'all fucking grown ups. Y'all need leaders. Like, I don't you know who the locker like room leader is the, the snitch Vince McMahon. Oh, you stupid. Uh, um, oh, I, I actually listened to the Donald Trump uh, Jr. episode on talk is Jericho. So controversial kind of kind of topic here. Um, You know, we all know the threats of platforming, you know, the wrong person and uh, things of that nature. And a lot of people were like looking to tie Jericho into, you know, whatever Donald has going on. And I think there's, you know, if you look hard enough for the clues, you'll find them like in, you know, whatever Jericho kind of does, that's kind of his own, you know, thing. He's not really upfront in your face about such things. So, um, I listened to it and I largely found it inoffensive and it was Jericho being like, wow, that's crazy. Like for, <laughs> for like a lot of it, because, uh, Donald jr. Uh, like his father is a, he talks he talks very fast and a lot and about himself uh he's a, he's a self-promoter and he that's pretty much what this is and he looks like he you know i guess he has a new book that's out uh, i won't even give you the title because i'm not you know about to secondhand um <laughs> shill but um so the deal is like it looks like this was one stop on the press front so he's doing interviews with like pretty much anyone with like some type of media looks like Jericho uh, probably just took the check and was like all right sure and I'll I'll take the check and the downloads I can't really like get upset at him for that while I you know I would rather him not do such things Um, I did not find it like he was on there co-signing you know the ideas and the rhetoric and things like that he Jericho largely even swung it back to wrestling at some point, like, you know, asking about, you know, when Donald Trump was involved with WrestleMania and different stuff like that. So um, it it was largely inoffensive, but, you know, still not a good look. 
yeah, that's kind of where I landed on. It's like, I don't think you should be doing this, but, you know, obviously you're going to do what you want to do, and it, but, you know, you better, <laughs> you better hope this shit ain't going to turn out too bad because if there's some problematic shit on here, we're going to address it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen this to. Um, be sure to check out... Um, Power Slam TV for five thousand hours of stuff. Um, www.prowrestlingtees/slash/suplex. Uh, One Nation Radio Tees. Ricky and Clive Wrestling Tees. Keeping the Strong Style Tees. Um, check out the other shows on the network. Uh, Sundays this show One Nation Radio. Mondays or Tuesdays Keeping the Strong Style. Wednesdays the Ricky and Clive Wrestling sh- uh, Show. Every other Wednesdays Grumman and Watch This Shit. Thursdays, get in the ring. Is that Fridays or Thursdays, Rich? Thursdays, right? Thursdays, I believe. Right. And then uh, All Things Elite is on Saturdays. Uh, sorry, Floyd. <laughs> That's going to be a sad-ass show, ain't it? Hey. Sorry, Floyd. <laughs> That's going to be a sad-ass show. I didn't even think about it until just now. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. Uh, like we were in our uh, saw that dude. Look, we we were in the um, Discord. I was like, man, I'm tired of the elite losing. And he was like, I'm tired of Cody losing. I'm like, this is the first time Cody lost. Like, <laughs> oh man, join the club. <laughs> like, he's, look, he's finally elite now. He lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it in the show. Thanks for listening, yeah. y'all. Later, right, y'all. Peace.